Are you still stuck in the past with your music taste? Still clinging to your throbbing 84 cassette tape? Haven't changed the classic rock radio station in your car for 30 years? It's time to forget the past, look to the future. It's the fattest one hundo, and it's science bitch. Hello and welcome. Well, tonight is a little bit different, so... While the focus in the past on the channel up until this point has revolved around the past work of artists, we are starting a new series tonight to help introduce our listeners to some of the best new music being released every single day. We know there are other end-of-year hundreds out there, but let's face it, they're almost directly correlate to the amount of airtime each track gets, and you have a bit of a feel for where the top tracks are going to be and so forth before you even listen to it. But this will not be the case with the fattest one hundo. So our system is super complex, to be fair, and it really can't be explained in layman's terms. But rest assured, you'll be getting the definitive best songs of 2024 unveiled at the year's end. In fact, Tick, I I believe you put together the formula, did a bit of mathematics to essentially make sure that the end list is correct. Yes, I carry the two every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Even when when it's not necessary, I carry it. So tonight, really happy to have three of my, my mainstays on the channel with me in Tick, Jono and Chippy. So welcome, boys. Thanks, Hulsh. Hello. Hey there. So I, just to give everyone a bit of a, a rundown of, we've, we've come up with this idea. I, I talked to the, the two Ryans, Tick, Tick and Chippy, a, a fair bit. So we went out and started listening to our January songs from, I don't know, maybe a week into the, the month, and then... We threw it to John two days ago to whip up a top five of punk because he's a bit of a punk guru and I felt like it needed to be represented truly and fairly as well. So between all four of us, we've got five tracks each, which we'll be spinning around the table, unveiling to our number one. Yeah, I, I guess it'll also give a bit of representation of everyone's tastes over the year. What do you reckon, guys? I'm, I'm happy to have Jono involved, but it did ruin my idea for the podcast to be called Two Ryans, One Hulsh. And <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure exactly how that worked. I, the more I thought about it, the worse it felt that I thought of it. But, um, <laughs> it felt good for me. I'm uh, big fan of any movie, any movie that is two something, one something. I'm a big fan of it. So, You're thinking like between two ferns, between two Ryans? Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's a lot nicer. Yeah, yeah, the Zach Galifianakis is what exactly yeah. I was thinking of, not anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea, Hulf. Yeah, no, thanks. I, I, I Thank, come up with thanks it. for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the preaching. <laughs> so, what do I do with these hands? <laughs> <laughs> Number five. So to lead the charge tonight is Tick because, yeah, he has put his heart and soul into these five picks. He's been on our back all month to try and get our five together because he was on the ball so early. And (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, well, Tick, talk us through number five. Okay, so my number five is probably one of the first new music songs I heard all year. Unashamedly, I heard this first on TikTok, and I was immediately intrigued by the sound of this guy's voice versus what he looked like and the fact 
that he was actually he. And the song is the Royal Otis cover of Murder on the Dance Floor. Like I said, I saw it on TikTok and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's voice is this song. This makes no sense to my brain. But I've since found out that the resurgence of this song has come about from Saltburn. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. The original version, obviously, by Sophie Alice Baxter was featured. And now the song is just absolutely everywhere at the moment. But, yeah, this this cover version I really enjoy. It's, it's almost a straight cover, but there's a few little points of interest that really kind of get me involved in it. The reverb on the, the lyrics of the play, the stay, the pray, and the hay are really kind of cool, but... That little lick just before the chorus comes in is just so addictive. I just love the, the final phrasing of the final lyric as well. Just just wants me to get going on the song straight away again. So, yeah, this was this is my number five. It's the song that grabbed me first of all as a new music song, and I'm happy to have it in here. Chippy, I know you'd kind of picked a, a Royal Lotus song early on as a contender. I'd never really heard of them before, but, yeah, after listening to a bit more of their, their songs from prior kind of thing, I'm, I'm really interested in them. I think they'll be a good band to, to chase down in the future. Yeah, man, they're worth checking out. They um, mar- narrowly missed my top five. They were, in, they were the number five spot until about three days ago. Yeah. They're, doing some good, they're doing some good shit. A little bit of different twist on indie rock, some, like, garage in there. There's some early 70s-style punk leanings to it, and then there's some straight-ahead indie pop. They're, they're pretty good. They're a pretty interesting local band, for sure. All right, well, we'll move on to Jono with his uh, first take of his top five punk songs of January. What do you got? Thanks, Hulsh. So 
my five is a band from London called The Shooting Daggers, uh, and the song is called Smug. They're touted as a, a queer core punk trio, three three girls. This one's a, a, a bit of a ball terror, like starts starts off slow and builds up and finishes strong. But you know, all my songs are, are pretty short and sweet, you know, clocking in around about three minutes. But yeah, really, really love this track. I think a lot of the my five they're relatively new bands that have only started the last couple of years so it's always good to get the fresh stuff yeah awesome mate okay well we'll, we'll move on to chippy chippy the man for all seasons of music so what do you got up your sleeve mate all right uh number five for me comes from a band called squid they are a post-punk band from the uk they describe themselves as anxiety rock, which is pretty appropriate if you listen to them. Um, they can be all over the shop with style, influence, and tempo. And they've got a song called Fugue, in brackets, Bin Song. Awesome track. I'm eagerly awaiting, awaiting their upcoming album, which comes out, I think they're projecting about March or April. This song is just a really good example of their kind of jittery kind of style, like a nervous energy type of band. This song starts pretty slow by their standards and then it just gradually builds, which is ticking a Hulsh box there. Um, and it just um, finishes with this kind of like kraut rock meets punk rock kind of conclusion. I only found this track really late, like just before the buzzer went off for this fucking podcast. And like, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a grower, not a shower, just like me. And I believe <laughs> that by the end of the year, it'll probably be up higher. So I've placed it at number five for January, but I've got a feeling this will be a bit higher up the ranks later in the year. Yeah, Fugue, Bin Song, 
Pasquid. I had this in my shortlist for for quite a chunk of the month, actually, and and I was always going to ask you what the what you call the genre of this style of music. And when you said anxiety <laughs> rock, it kind of it kind of fits, I guess. Um, yeah, absolutely. But they do, they do seem to have a real cult following on online. Like, have they been around for quite some time? They, yeah, I think so, mate. They they appeared on my radar about twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. And it, again, I think I've mentioned this on a prior podcast there of that same kind of crop of artists that are bubbling up now as like Fontaine's DC and Idols, which I don't want to spoiler alert from like European Viagra boys is another band, another European rock band that are kind of taking this rock resurgence to another level. It seemed like rock music was a little bit stale for a while. These handful of bands are all kind of doing their own thing. So they do have a big cult following. They're not as big as some of those other bands I've mentioned yet, but I think, once this album proper drops, they'll probably start to see uh, a fair ascension. But yeah, they're they're brilliant. They've got a massive following. We're rolling my five then. So I think it's, it's fair to say for everyone on here, apart from Jono, because he, he was given two days for, for Chippy Tick and I, 
we probably found a lot of songs that we thought, oh, here's, here's a nugget of gold. And then a little bit later on, we discover it was a single off the album and was released in December or November 2023. So we couldn't use it for our five. This has happened a number of times to myself and, and my five s- swished around a, a lot. And so this, this song got a bit of a Guernsey today when I discovered I was doing a little couple of notes for my number three and discovered it was it came out August last year. So this number five is called Takahashi Timing, and it's by a band called Yin Yin. Now, they're an electronic band from the Netherlands, but they use a lot of Asian influence, like East Asian 60s and 70s music. It, it's kind of, it ends up like a bit of a psychedelic funk and disco feel to it this song predominantly almost comes across as an, an instrumental but it does have some some pieces of of vocals through there but it's a, it's really up tempo funky it's got that real definite oriental <coughs> infusion to it you'd be happy to know chippy it opens with some cowbell percussion you know straight five stars instant <laughs> five. instant five stars yep so, but there's, there's, there's a few change-ups through the song, but it's, it, it is really a happy type uh, number. And in the end, it's, I don't know, it, it almost has like that chic Nile Rogers feel to it when you hear yeah. it as a whole. But when I listen to it, there's this one part that the, they have these uh, falsetto lyrics come in and then there's this little chunk. It only goes for about maybe 20 seconds, but it sounds so much like the Foles. And then there's also a sort of a sliding, I don't know if it's synth or guitar near the end that really reminds me of Kasabian's Fire as well. But anyway, it's, it's something very different. I, I kind of wanted to fit it in there some somehow. So I, I got my wish today and that's my number five.
have you heard the band Krungbin at all, Holsh? No. Love Krungbin. Love Krungbin. Like in, instrumentalists. Yeah. 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 Like they, and they play a lot of like Middle Eastern and Asian style influenced, inst- largely instrumental, some minimal vocal. Some of the style of this track really reminds me of them. They are fantastic. Check them out. I the, think if you the, vibe with this track, you'll fucking love them. Number four. We're back over to you, Ticker. Number number four. All righty. Now, Hoshi, this is this is actually an interesting one. You've, you've just spoken about the idea that we've found a lot of these songs that we love uh, then find out that they were actually released last year. The song that I've picked is from an artist, Marika Hackman. Yes. Um, now, the song that you discovered and passed on to me and I've, I've also fallen in love with it is, is a song off an album called No Caffeine. Like I said, that was released in 2023. So I've actually been listening to her album a little bit and it's it's really grabbed me. It's Once again, this is going to be an artist I'll probably do a bit of a deeper dive into as well. But the song that I picked off this album is Please Don't Be So Unkind. It's a very broody kind of a moody song. It's It's got very haunting vocals. There's a really interesting part in there that I, that I quite like. It's you know, she, she repeats the lyric, when you give yourself away, it's just spreaded throughout the whole song. But at the end of it, when she starts doing the please don't be so unkind, it's it's in line with the would you give yourself away. It's got that polyphonic effect, which is really cool. So, yeah, I've been getting into the song and the more I play it, the more I love it. So, yeah, I'm going to keep keep rolling with it in the future as well.
I know I'm picking please don't be so unkind, but please check out No Caffeine as well if you're listening because it's an absolute ripper. Yeah. Yeah, her, her voice is amazing. Yeah, absolute ripper, yeah. absolute ripper. Yeah. yeah. Punk, punk number four, Johnny. Punk number four. Now, this is a band that, well, like all of them, I haven't, haven't heard of before, but, yeah, discovered them. They're called Sprints, and they're from Ireland. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Love and, these guys. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you have heard of them? Okay, right. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of them before. But, yeah, the, the track is called Cathedral. So they're a, an Irish garage punk band. Yeah, this one's real drum and guitar heavy that slowly builds up and, and then, yeah, kicks in the ass at the end. Female vocals and, and harmonies all the way through. And, yeah, they're just, just a really tight band. Yeah, love them. a good album it's an early contender for like i don't want to pre-jack too early but this is an early contender for album of the year wow. absolutely I, I, i've only heard the one track so i can't wait to hear the rest of the album it's great and it's funny that irish scene is really strong it's it's i'm hoping it's like seattle early 90s all over again because there's so many good bands coming out of there yeah, no, cheers, man. And, and once again, thanks to the 4ZZZ chart show. Obviously, the listeners there are big fans of the sprints. That's where I found this one. Yeah, well, make sure after you get off to give the whole album a, a run through. 
Oh, I think all my five picks, like, yeah, just, uh, and that's the whole point of the podcast, I suppose, discover the new music and deep dive a bit more Mm. on their back catalogue or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Well, Chippy, Chippy number four. Number four, I have uh, 30-year vets, Slater Kinney. Yes. True true rock survivors emerging from that. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Iconic. Emerging from that right girl scene in the early 90s to now being like indie rock royalty and still just doing great, great stuff. They've matured and the sound has changed a fair bit. They're more so a two-piece now. And I think there was a bit of a change-up with the lineup recently in the last few years, but this is a great example of their late career kind of style. It's less right girl, more kind of operatic Big melodies, big emotion, just a really, really cool tune. This is going to be another really solid album for them. I haven't listened through the whole album entirely yet. I've only just kind of picked and choose a few songs, but yeah, Untidy Creature by Slater Kinney. They're saying that a free diver spends two and a half minutes on her back, eyes closed, holding her breath under the water of a full That's a nightmare. 
That is nightmare yeah, fuel for me. It, it doesn't sound very thrilling, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but I'm very interested to watch it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, you know, I often wake up with nightmares and I'm drowning, so I don't know if I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't watch the uh, no surprises. Oh no, um, oh, Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, that, that that triggers me every time. It triggers me too. <laughs> every time I'm like Tom, just fucking breathe. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, not good. Okay, well we'll move on to my number four. So. My number four is called Football by Youth Lagoon. Now, Youth Lagoon were have one of my most played albums ever. Year of Hibernation, I think it's called, Chip. Yeah, correct. Year of Hibernation. The best and, was that 2010, 2009? Yeah, it was around that mark. And Ish. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, when he came along, it's sort of very melancholy and, um, you know, just quite slow, but has still a, a fair few indie pop aspects to it. Youth Lagoon is basically one bloke called Trevor Powers. He's, he's from America. So he, he played as Youth Lagoon from, yeah, 2010 to 2016, and then he announced that he was retiring from the project. But then in 2022, he came out of retirement and, and put out a new album, which was called Heaven is a, a Junkyard. But this is another single totally separate from the album that's just been released. And when I first heard it, it, it had all the, the trademarks of Youth Lagoon, but it was actually the lyrics that really drew me in. So it's, it's called Football. And, and this is just a quote that Powers said. He said, football is a, a celebration of failure. Society has a terrible habit of only recognising achievement while glossing over the greatness in the shadows. We're so distracted trying to earn love, worth and value that we forget it's something we inherently already have. I wanted to play with this idea through the lens of sports because in a lot of ways, sports are the truest religion. When I was young, it was the only way I knew how to connect with my dad. We didn't have a lot in common, but we could both throw the ball. There were rules and rituals we could see eye to eye on. We didn't have to argue over who was right or wrong. So anyway, I read the lyrics today and it's really quite messed up. So I think he's trying to talk about, you know, everyday people that are are doing it tough. And the the first verse is it's Donnie. Donnie dug a hole. His, Mm. His face was wearing thin like an old shoe sole. Mama turned to dust. She was on the train tracks waiting for the blood to rush. So that one doesn't sound like a too good a ending for his mum. And uh, obviously Donnie living with this. And then the second one I think is even more uh, pronounced in how he's described it. Mary on the pole, her faith was wearing thin like an old shoe sole. Mary holding tough, she would fuck the preacher if he only paid enough. So, mm. Yeah, so I might. I, I might what, have this song what, as a wedding song for my second wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder what poly means there. That's yeah. <laughs> but the, the the big line that he sings throughout is maybe you're not the person who caught the football. So you know you're not the one that that had that highlight that got you there. Maybe I'm not sure exactly, but obviously he's trying to say, look, there's a there's only a a really small percentage of people that hit that top rung and the very elite of the elite at whatever they're trying to do. But what about the other 99% of us? You know, everyone's going through some shit.
was wearing thin like an old shoe sole. Mama turned to dust. She was on the train tracks waiting for the blood to rush. Piano and his voice on this, I think, is really, really cool, and sort of it still puts across that gloom and dread feel that I, I think you'd agree, Chip, that Youth Lagoon sort of has the potential to to go that way, or almost in that happy melody, he, he can do it both ways. Yeah, there's it kind of they can throw you a little bit. They have this, uh, well, the sound when it first came out was was described as chill wave was the micro genre that they called it. And Youth Lagoon were like the the forerunners with that chill wave sound. But what was funny was it was always like a real, as the name suggests, chilled sound, but with pretty deep and dark lyricism behind it. Yeah. So, and they just continue doing what they do. And it's good to see Youth Lagoon back again because, like you said, there was that period of retirement or stepping away from from things, and it was quite a few years between between drinks. So, yeah, good to see them back, and it's a great track. Number three. All right. Number, we're on to number threes. So swinging back over to Tick. Yes, it's my turn again. I like this. Now, this uh, song that I have picked is my second favourite song from this album, but I was too late to the table to snaffle it. So Holsch mentioned before that I was very, very keen and I was all over everything (laughs) until we had a cyclone and my power went out for five days and, yeah, I was on tenor hooks and the family and us only barely survived. and <laughs> It was a bad time for me. So I started listening to new music again and then I was like, oh, man, have you heard this band, The Smile? Do you listen to this album? And he's like, yeah, I put a song up that I'm claiming already. <laughs> and that was probably the song that I also liked. But I really love the album so much that I kept listening and I picked the song I Quit. This is uh, – it's just a very interesting song. There's There's such a – 
The orchestral sounds are really cool in this. It sounds a very cinematic song as well. Um, it's five minutes 40 long, but I feel like I just keep getting swept up in it every time I listen to it. And, you know, I, it's one of those songs I'm conscious of the fact that I'm listening to it and I go, oh, how, how long has gone in this song? And then I always look at it as like five minutes 20 or whatever, and I just want to – I'm just happy to kind of continue listening to it. There's that little rhythm bit. I don't know what, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a weird kind of dun, 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 that sounds like Rocky, but... Um, <laughs> it's just, hey, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, baby. Rest in peace, yeah, 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 yeah. That's well, crazy. R.I.P. I was just talking about him the other day, this movie podcast we're on. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that little rhythm bit that goes through the whole song, it's, it's so strange and it's it's almost off-putting in a way, but it's really addictive as well. And, um, yeah, I love this song so much and it sounds like we're about to also hear a bit of the small in the future leanings as well because I know that Holsh has grabbed one of those songs. So very excited for that as well.
what I love about the smile too, man, is that I love Radiohead and I love how crazy and experimental they got. But I also love the smile because it reminds me of the Ben's era Radiohead a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is what I like to go back to, you know. So it's, yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying going through and listening to the smile stuff. We'll move into Johnny's number three. Number three, John. Number three. Mine is a band from Portland, Oregon called Swiss Army Wife. Great name. Love love the band name. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Yeah, I was, I was speaking of wife. My wife actually found this out of the out of the list that you sent through, Holsh, and it's the track's called "What Nishki Wanted." You know, once again, she's a bit of a Nishki fan, being a being a psychologist. And what's what's Nishki? What's Nishki? He was like a um, philosopher or something like that. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I love that. Something He's a philosopher okay. or something oh, like that. Something like that. Something that messes with your head. <laughs> like yeah. But, yeah, these guys, yeah, four-piece from, from Portland, Oregon. It, I was like, never never heard of them before. The song sounds a bit a bit like the June Rats, you know, short, short punk, punchy punk track with, with a sing-along type melody. doesn't clock in very, very long. It only, only goes for... A couple of minutes. It's quite funny that it says on there on, on Spotify that they're pretty good at math, and they've been <laughs> described as, as the new Weezer. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so they carry the two, and they're the, we- the next Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> Tick and I, Tick and I are invested. Like, ner- <laughs> yeah, I love this nerd yeah. rock. Like, yeah, but look at them. They're all, all they all sport glasses, and but yeah, this this, this tracks uh, this tracks great. I, I love it. Last time I checked, we were all gonna die. They Number three for the chip. 
All right, this track is called Moving On by the delightfully named band Pissed Jeans. <laughs> now, Pissed Jeans, they should be much bigger than what they are, and I'm guessing it's their band name that's holding them back. You're not cool unless you pee your pants. Exactly. <laughs> We've got Happy Gilmore up in this motherfucker. Oh, no, sorry, that was, uh, was that? No. Yeah, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yes. I'm getting my sandals mixed up. There's only certain friends you can kind of recommend a band called Piss Jeans to, so think yourselves lucky boys. <laughs> it's These guys are great. I love these guys a lot. They kind of hit my kind of radar around 2009 or 2010, I believe. They kind of do heavy 90s-style rock, similar to a band called The Jesus Lizard. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Yeah, I remember yeah. them from the 90s, yeah, the old yeah. festivals and that. Exactly. Yeah, so they toured out here a few times. They were in that kind of realm around, they don't sound like the Melvins or Helmet, but they're in that kind of scene, right? So the band that I often refer Piss Jeans to are, are the Jesus Lizard. Just a, usually a, a quite a, a, an aggressive rock band, but however, this track is quite mellow by their history. This is something that is a little bit different for them, but it still showcases quite a bit of their power within the song. It's very melodic but still has a punch, and I just uh, I just wish these guys would break through. I don't think it's ever possible for a band called Piss Jeans to ever break through. <laughs> I don't imagine them going on the, the morning show and, like, you know, having Carl Stefanovic kind of introduce them. <laughs> so I just wish that they'd get a little bit more airplay, and I've tried to tell heaps of people about this, and the people that I've, I've mentioned to that I think would like Piss Jeans have turned around and really enjoyed them. So I hope people who are listening to this and you guys – that haven't heard their stuff before, invest in them because they are great.
I can say. But they, they do have, they, they've got a big anchor around their neck with that name, like truly. If you want to, they do want to be big that's, a, that's name change Aussie, territory. There's an Aussie band <laughs> called the Pissed Idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, that sounds cool, should, though. They should team that up. That actually sounds a lot together. better. <laughs> pissed jeans and pissed idiots on tour. They could, just, yeah, do a, do a full urine themed <laughs> and and play out of a urinal, like go to a pub and start playing on a, on a yeah, come get on the piss with us. Get on the jeans and pissed and, idiot. And they just play from the urinal. That'd be sick. <laughs> but yeah, Pit Jeans, the song Moving On. Now, this song, like I said, is a bit more mellow for them. Like, they're usually a little bit heavier, but yeah, check it out. All right, my number three. Tick had a cover at his number five, so I'm actually bringing in a cover here. It pains me to say it's a cover of Justin Bieber. Okay, now, the original track... And the song is called Baby, was massive by Justin Bieber, but I just never really had any time for it. It just didn't feel like the lyrics should be sung by someone that sounded 13 years old. Do you mean to say that you, a man in his mid-30s, didn't like Justin Bieber's Baby when it came out? That's crazy. This is like age age gap discourse all over again. It is. It is. And even the the ludicrous verse in it, like, it just just wasn't really suiting me too much. But you would hate that. (laughs) I hate it so much. But this version by this band called Geese. Now, I really want to dig into this this band. They're another one similar to when we were talking about Squid before. They have a real underground sort of cult following by a lot of people in America. And the version that they put out of this song, Baby, is is so different. It obviously touches on the same rhythm in parts, but generally speaking, it just brings a, a whole new vibe to it. It's really sexy. It's got a swagger to it. it. They slow it down, and his voice in the verses is sort of, I know, baritone. It's it's a bit warped, I guess, in a way. He sort of it sort of swerves around a bit, and then in the in the chorus, he, he kicks into falsettos. But the the coolest part of the track is that ludicrous rap shit that was in the original. He. he <laughs> He does it as like a almost like a wistful spoken word part, for, and, and then it kicks into this like slow groovy guitar solo to finish. It's it's just a really different take on it. I think a lot of people will really enjoy this track. It's the only thing is it's not on Spotify, it's not on Apple, it's apparently an Amazon Prime Music exclusive and it's on youtube so if you've got amazon prime music which i know nobody that really uses it as their i think i can have it i think i've got an amazon prime subscription yeah i think i don't think really used <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing i'm sure a lot of people have it just so they've got the amazon free shipping well it's- i find it on limewire if i go on limewire will i download <laughs> <laughs> or will i just come up with a random porno or something well, <laughs> Baby by Geese, yeah, I don't know. Try it out and let us know. You know the next it, 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 this song is so interesting and so cool, and the only thing I don't like about it is that I know the source text. If I had never heard Baby by just like, and there will be people out there that somehow haven't heard it, it'd be so good to be able to listen to this song without that in your brain because it's just a perfect song except for that one little niggling thing I have that I can't shake the fact that was, it's that Bieber song. Oh, it's the same tick. Oh, I got half, I got, uh, oh, quarter of the way in. I'm like, hang on a second. 
Because I, I didn't know it was the cover. I'm like, oh, a song called Baby. Yeah. There's a thousand fucking songs out there called Baby, right? So I'm like, yeah. here we go. There's another song called Baby. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then I was like, oh, I was almost angry. And then I thought, no, push through. And I really enjoyed it. No, it's a, it's a yeah. like you said, it's a sexy, sly kind of cover. I really dig it. Yeah. Well, the back end of it is the best part, I reckon. So you've got to push through it. But it's, I read up about this Geese band. Like they, they primarily used to be an indie dance rock band, but they've sort of moved completely past that and they're more into like 70s throwback, like art stunt rock. You know, they, they'd okay. sort of they'd like to put sort of a, a real different spin on their music now than than what used to be quite conventional. So I, I really want to sort of hear some more of their recent stuff just to see what else they've got up their sleeve. Yeah, I, I haven't heard the track yet, Holt. Would you recommend listening to the original first? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a valid question.
two. Top two now. Wow, so like, number two. Yeah, bro, this is pointy end shit. We're in we're in the pointy end. It always gets sharp about now. It does. It does. I'm I'm getting dull. But anyway, my number two is by Big Scary, and the song is called A Ribbon to Hold Us. Now. I know you're saying we can play the full song at the end. That's why I didn't pick this as my number one. It's a seven-minute song. I had to be conscious not to do that just so that we don't play the whole song at the end of it. This is just one of the ultimate, how do I say it? It's just a, it's a classic builder. It's a slow burner. And long-time listeners of this show will know that it's the final song of an album, which <laughs> seems to just always be an ongoing trope of mine. It starts with this really warbling kind of synth and these haunting lyrics from a female vocalist. I think I've got a pretty big theme actually in all my songs, particularly the last three, that really kind of slow build, that haunting kind of sound to them. The, the the first semblance of percussion kicks in around the three-minute mark, oh, and yeah. then the male picks up with these, with these repetitive lyrics as well, and that, that synth sound just goes throughout the whole song. And then there's like two minutes to go, and it just goes into this cool little electro jam or something like that. It's it's really interesting. And then yeah, just once again, once you get to the outro, it's just that synth continues, and the jam just almost falls apart. It just breaks apart, becomes very sporadic, and then then the then the instruments disappear one by one. And I, I just love that idea of once again finishing an album with a clear finish. You know what I mean? It's not just a Here's the end of a song. It actually wraps up an album in totality. And the, I think so far the only songs released are the first song and the last song. So I'm really interested to hear the rest of the album. I know, I know it starts all right and it finishes well, but, yeah, interested to see what's in the middle. She is a part of me, but I'm a part of me. 
respect for Big Scary. I love this track, mate. I think it's a great pick. And I didn't even know it was out there. So I, I, I don't know how you stumbled on it because I'm a huge fan of Big Scary. But I just find for them as a two-piece band, they've got such a big sound for a two-piece. Mm. And and they're, they're willing to, to experiment a fair bit with their music and, and take it to different places, which... You know, a lot of Australian bands in particular, once they got their formula, they're, they're pretty set, but big scary to their credit. Oh, except for ACDC, they've, they've changed up a fair bit. So number two for Johnny Boy. Right, my number two is a track called Better Now, and this is a bunch of guys from Wisconsin called Barely Civil. Once again, never heard of them before. It was This was just in, there we go, a little, little snippet. Sorry. That was great. <laughs> Thanks, Hog. <laughs> yeah, they've only been around since 2018. This is one of the longest tracks. This, this one clocks in at three minutes 40 out, out of my five punk songs. Um, yeah. It's a marathon. It is, it is a bit of a journey. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those, you know, starts off a bit slow and builds up and then, yeah, sort of ramps into a, a harmony with other band members or all the band members. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Violet Soho. Yeah, just short, fast, loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, a, it's a great sort of sing-along tune.
Um, yeah, great sound, really tight. Awesome. All right, number two for Chippy. Yeah, I've got a little bit of a change up. It's been pretty rock heavy, so I'm going with one of the modern gods of electronic music, Jamie XX of the XX fame. This dude's doing the best electronic music out there at the moment. When it comes to like a party style atmosphere, like you still got Aphex Twin putting out really good what they like to call IDM, intelligent dance music. But uh, this guy here is doing some really interesting stuff with electronic music. This track has got some Caribbean-style energy to it, some real subtle steel drums at the start of it, not bongos, thank fuck. And <laughs> that is <laughs> – that Caribbean type of style is very is like a Jamie XX trademark. He likes to really drive some of that home in a lot of his bigger songs as well. So this is like a – it starts off very subtle with like a – uh, that subtle kind of drum percussion and then it the big bass line kicks in and look this is the kind of track that 20 year old me would have just lost my mind over in the boiler room after consuming all sorts of shit so uh yeah that is <laughs> dagwood dogs and hot dagwood chips, dog, hot chips with chicken salt yeah 12 dollar <laughs> cups of forex gold and <laughs> And a little bit of uh, Jamie XX, I would have been in my prime. <laughs> so, yeah, It's So Good uh, by Jamie XX. A bit of a banger.
man. His, his yeah. album in 2015 in colour. How good is that? Incredible. Incredible, man. That was such a great album. And look, electronic music is something that frustrates me because there's so much fucking shit out there. Mm. But the really good stuff really appeals to me. I'm, I'm probably more rock music oriented, orientated and, and with sprinklings of hip-hop. But when I hear a really good experimental-style electronic song, I'm, I'm into it. And I just love what Jamie XX does with, with different instruments in his music. Yeah, unreal. The more I think about it, the more I realise I don't think I've ever ate anything in the big day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like I said, Dagwood Dog, I'm like, I don't know, do they sell, do they, do they even have food there? <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, you've, you've unlocked a core cool memory. One of the funniest things I ever saw was I went and saw a hot chip at Big Day Out, and yeah. they were in the boiler room, and some fucking genius. I was in the middle of the crush at the front, and I looked back, and some fucking genius went up to the food van that was around the corner and ripped this massive hot chips sign <laughs> off the food van, and was crowd surfing with this hot chip sign at Hot Chip, and that just. It was just beautiful. A beautiful moment. How good. Mate. Yeah. Okay. So my number two is a song called Tiny Moves by a band called Bleachers. Now, Bleachers are American rock band. Basically, it's the official stage name for this bloke, Jack Antonoff, who I think you might know more about him, Chippy, but I think he's produced a lot of music for other people as well. In the in Yeah, the he's renowned as a producer he's done a lot of a lot of work for a lot of small to r- reasonably large size acts yeah, yeah. now he's he's well known bleach is a, a really good this is a great pick i'm glad you chose this yeah well he's heavily influenced by late 80s early 90s stuff and also it says there he's uh, also influenced heavily by high school based films by john hughes now I don't know what John Hughes's high school-based films were, but I had a quick look, and he directed the films The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, yep. and Automobiles, and Uncle Buck, and he wrote the films. So he wrote the films National Lampoon's Vacation. Fucking and, classic. And Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. He's the king. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know. And there's, there's, director there's, of all time. There's so many yeah. others there as well that are classics, but I've sort of just... Rest in peace, John Candy too, man. Come oh, on. Oh, he was unbelievable yeah. at that time. Yeah. Uh, that was a while ago. I mean, Carl Weathers is more recent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, reaching on, I'm reaching on my rest in pieces here, but I'm... Yeah. <laughs> are, you still, are you still mourning for John Candy? Hey, rest, let it go. Rest in, rest in peace, Napoleon. I watched that movie the other day. Back to back to the song. So tiny moves. (laughs) Look, I I don't know. I compare this song to another song that I heard back in I think it was around 2015 called "To Die in LA" by Lower Dens. I don't know if anyone knows it, but it's a brilliant track. But when that song first came out, I'd almost just describe it inoffensive, and that's the sort of same here. But over time. You just it just grows on you, grows on you. It's it's almost like effortless the way it, it, this song goes through, similar to that song. You know, in the end, it's an indie pop song, but it's still catchy. It's super fun. It's perfectly put together. It doesn't try and 
lose its shit at any time with some crazy massive change-ups. It's real quite, really quite subtle, but it, it really does have that 80s feel to it. And, and right at the end, it's got this really short outro, which I, I think is really cool, and it's got the Shalala's coming out and, and a little sax cameo. It's... It literally probably with 25 seconds left in the song but all in all like i probably the my number one is definitely my number one i think it's gonna be close to my favorite one of my favorite tracks of the year but this song i've probably played more than any of the other five tracks this week because I, I just really enjoy hearing it
it's a great. It sounds product. like um, it sounds like company era blue juice. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's got like the the bit at the start that real kind of, I don't know, it's a bit of like a doo woppy kind of a something yep. something. It's just yeah, really kind of hits around that time with blue juice. They were they were into that style of music, so I, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't shake that. But I you know I love <laughs> I love it. That's why mm. that's why I picked. So, and I, yeah, love great, great sax. Sax. I love late sax. I love late sax. Yeah, everyone loves late, late sax. You're saying sax? You're saying yeah. sax, right? Even yeah. early yeah. sax. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, um, I mean, you know, M83 with, um, what was that massive tune they had and the sax kicks in with like uh, yeah. 30 seconds to go? Man, love late sax. Yeah. There needs to be more late sax and cowbell. Less bongos. Less bongos. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just looking up that M83, Midnight City. That's the one. That's, that's it. it, late sax. Yeah, it does have late sax. I love it. Man, that's got to become a trait. We'll put them on our T-shirts, late sax. Can we do a late sax 100? <laughs> <laughs> It, it took a long time for Sax to recover after it was brutalised in the eighties by your, your, Kenny, your Kenny G and your, you know, all oh, the um, Sax crimes. Careless, <laughs> careless whisper, careless whisper. Sax crimes, I love that. Sax crimes, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, boys. Well, we're up to it. The the big one, Numerino. Number one. All right, my number one was. Really, a very, very, very last-minute job. In fact, this was released on the 31st of January. And not only released on the 31st of January, but brought to my attention probably two days ago when Holt messaged saying, hey, does anyone listen to this song? And it is Neon River by Pond. So um, this, <laughs> this kind of music is just right in my hitting zone. Like I'm a guitar rock man at heart. From the very first listen, it just captured me. It's got a great this opening minute of acoustic guitar, but then it just turns into a ball terror after that. I mean, it's what you expect from Pond as well. It's like these great 70s rock vibes. I feel like it's a, like Pink Floyd-esque, this song in particular, that kind of trippiness to it as well. I mean, it's got the same, the tropes that we always talk about in the past, the the light, the dark, the fast, the slow. It's, um, yeah, really interesting product, production effects in there. There's like fucking lasers and shit in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's really cool, yeah. Oh, no. 
This, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you put it in because I would have if you didn't. It, it is an absolute cracker. And the film clip, did you watch the film clip? No, I didn't. You mentioned to watch the film uh, clip. It's, I, it's, a, it's so pondish. It's like, it's so dodge. So they're just like walking around like all dressed like Friar Tuck sort of thing apart from the the lead singer and then the lead singer sort of comes up at the at the top of the mountain in in spandex pants no shirt on and he, he pulls like this plastic sword out of the ground like Excalibur and then yeah there's one moment it's the best moment of the thing where the it goes back to because obviously it's got the the big chorus and then the verses are, are toned down a lot so in the toned down part mm. they focus on the the guitarists etc in their their fry tuck sort of and one of them's holding a group of uh, purple grapes above the other guy's mouth and just shaking them and then as the chorus <laughs> comes in the, the lead singer in his spandex comes running across this desert and does like a flying kick and grapes just go everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see it it's so good yeah, I think I do have to see it is it directed by John Hughes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I can only hope so. I can only hope so. But yeah, go, go give it a look after this. No, that's an unreal number one. I'm actually, I didn't know you would have had it at number one, but I'm, yeah, that makes me super happy that we get to play. That's a great call. choice, Tick. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. I've won. All right. See you later, fellas. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, John, that's a hard act to follow. So. I know. Well, once again, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take all three of your words for it that it's a great song. But, you know, obviously mine's better. Um, <laughs> so I've, my number one, I've, I've gone with a Brisbane band, which, yeah, found it off this, the chart show from 4ZZZ. And I thought, oh, I've got to, I've got to pick a Brizzy band. And it, it really stood out from the rest. The track's called the Montreal Screwjob. And the band's called Talk Heavy. So they're a pretty new Brisbane band, only formed in 2022. Played, according to Spotify, played on the, the Big Sound and got got a lot of notoriety there and, and that kicked them off. But, yeah, this, this track's like, you know, very catchy pop-punk track, just gets straight into it, blends ferocity and melancholy, according to, to Spotify. But I think they... They nailed it, and yeah, just just cranks all the way through. You know, a lot of fair bit of mongrel about it, and keeps you keeps your toe tapping all the way.
looking into the track title, the Montreal Screwjob. Mm. job. Mm. Yeah. So I went to mm. the Wikipedia page and there's there's quite a bit on it. So it's it's referencing yeah, big moment. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but yeah, yeah definitely this infamous World Wrestling Federation WWF double cross with with Brett the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. And it, yeah, it's, it was it was talked about for I don't know, 10, 10 years on. So <laughs> I can't really describe. Maybe maybe yeah, you they, guys they, can. So what happened was Hart had signed with WCW and he was the champion of WWF. So Vince McMahon said, "Well, you need to strip strip his title before before he goes over to WCW." Obviously, the plan was to do it at a later date, but they did it in Canada, which is where Bret Hart was from, and he was like one of the old staples of WWF. So mm-hmm. they organised with the ref or whatever to actually call it when he when it wasn't actually finished. So wait, even wait, though wait, wait, wait. even though wrestling's not real, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> even though it is, even though it's normally rigged, this was rigged against the rigging. So, oh wow! So, okay. so Bret Hart knew nothing about it, and most people within the industry knew nothing about it. It was just like Vince, the ref, and a handful of others knew about this plan to get rid of him and strip, strip, strip him of his title before he went to WCW. So, yeah, it blew up into this big thing. And then I, I looked at the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, I'm not drawing any parallels to that with this song <laughs> at all. No, I, I, I'm not sure where, you know, even trying to find the lyrics, you know. Was... But I suppose, like, when you put such a, you know, an infamous kind of event in a song title, it does probably make people think, oh, I recognise that, I'll listen to it. And so watch out for my new song, 9-11, coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great rollicking track, so, yeah. Get around at my number one. Awesome, mate. Yeah. I can't wait to actually give all your five a proper spin. I, I quickly rushed through them just before, but they, it did. Yeah, I did that too. Awesome. I, I, yeah. um, I gave them a quick spin and really enjoyed all of them, so I'm going to give them a, a full spin shortly. But you know, I'm just blown away, mate. The quality of the music of random bands are just discovered from recent releases. It's it's only like everyone's five. It's just, yeah. Chippy. Number okay, one. number one for me is a pretty obvious one if you know me. I'm a big fan of Idols, and they released a track called Gift Horse. Again, another awesome video clip, guys. Check that one out if you haven't seen it. And with Idols at the moment, you know a band has reached decent levels of popularity when you start seeing a lot of haters online, which is fucking incredible. I was scrolling through Twitter recently and saw all these people bagging them out for whatever reason. Thing just happens when you get to a certain level of popularity because they were everyone's darlings a few years ago. It's all poppy syndrome. Yeah, yeah. But I just love those guys and I will die on the hill with my opinion that idols are like a modern day rock saviour when it comes to a band, like we were saying on the Queens of the Stone Age podcast, Holsh, where they are a band that can host and, and, and just kill a, a intimate venue and, and, a, and a private kind of their own headlining concert and then go and do a massive festival or, or do, you know, they can do the small and the big. Yep. So they are someone that I've really grown to love over the last few years and they just continue to kick ass. And this new album of theirs, they have come out and said it's a, a bunch of love songs, but love songs in an idols kind of way. So <laughs> Gift Horse is another, like, just stomper of a track. It's got an incredible, catchy chorus, witty, funny, sarcastic, smart-ass lyrics. 
these guys are great and I just hope they continue uh, doing what they're doing because they are, yeah, becoming the the new big thing for rock music. <laughs>
believe they're doing another world tour once this album releases. I think later this year they'll be doing another world tour, and I'm I'm keeping an eye out because they were one of the best live acts I've seen in a long time. Yeah, sounds uh, like a great live live band. Yeah. So that that, that means, was fantastic. That means there could be multiple entries in the fattest one hundo from Idols this year. Yeah, could be, could be. They they released another track late last year, which is obviously disqualified. But this one here is just. Yeah, it's just it's got pop hooks as well. Like it's just got it's just catchy, but it's still heavy. It's just great. It's just good fun music. And I just hate that there's haters. It just comes down to the popularity. Like these same people three years ago would have been absolutely loving their shit. They get to a certain amount of popularity, and then everyone turns on them. So I find that pretty funny. And look, I've done that in the past too. I'll, I'll fucking put my hand up and say, I like their old stuff better than their new stuff. But yeah, no, these guys are still killing it. And that's okay to do that, by the way. Like sometimes yeah. that is true, and that's fine, Absolutely. but not for the sake of doing so. Yeah, there's got to be some merit behind it, but yeah, mm. that's that's true. No, Gift Horse by Idols, an absolute ball terror. Awesome. Yeah, love it. Love it too, mate. Great pick. All right, to round it all out, here's my number one. And I know Tick mentioned before that he probably would have selected this song somewhere in his five, given the chance as well. And it is from The Smile. And the song is called Friend of a Friend. Yes, 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 yes. The Smile album is probably, I'm going to buy the vinyl. I haven't bought a vinyl in in two or three years. And that's how much I'm loving this. So I don't want to compare it to Radiohead, but it's hard not to in some regards. But obviously... The smile is made up of, of Tom York from from Radiohead and, and Johnny Greenwood who who plays guitar, bass and and the the keys as well. Look, this song in particular is it, it's got these moody jazz tones. It's it's another melancholic track, but it's it actually comes through sounding really beautiful. And the thing that I find with it is is Tom's voice is actually super clear in it. If you listen to a lot of the you know the more recent Radiohead etc. Like. His, it is always a little bit hard to pick up on his lyrics until you, you know what they are. But in this song, you can basically listen to it and go, oh, that's, that's the lyrics. He's, he's singing them. It's, and it, his voice, like for how old he is, I don't know how old he'd be. He must be bloody late 50s. Yeah. He still sounds like he was 22 years old. Really amazing. The, the, never, never considered him to be that old. Like now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, I guess he would be that old. But Yeah, I'm just seeing my life my my- before my eyes. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, an existential crisis on a Sunday night. <laughs> but, yeah, this, it, it's still got that Radiohead sort of off-centre, askew sort of, you know, music style with it with its beat and tempo and all the rest of it and and it's pretty stripped back compared to the most of the rest of the album it's one of those songs you, you could picture being in a lounge bar having a having a drink and and tom and the boys are just up there putting it on for an intimate audience the piano in it is amazing the strings in it are amazing every time it starts i get excited Just gotta turn myself inside out Back to front I cut out shapes I'm worn out spaces Add some sparkles To create the 
Two things, Tone. Number one, I'm happy that you brought up the difference in Tom's vocal delivery because that's one thing I've really noticed, the difference between the smile and, and Radiohead. And number two, I want to call you out on a lie 
because you told me that you've bought every 100 Gex vinyl since it's come out because <laughs> <laughs> you love them so much. So oh, I, I think they, they transcend. They transcend that. They they <laughs> so Mate, it was on your contract not to bring this up. But. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh, guys, I think that's a really awesome first 20 tracks. So we're going to end up with 240 tracks by the end of the year and then – Quick uh, math. And then, and then yeah, using Tick's math, breaking that down to 100. <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of somewhere between 119 and 121 of those. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. (laughs) No, thanks, guys, for jumping on. I think this is going to be a good series. And, I mean, for me, it's it's great to be back into new music. I don't know how you guys feel, but Mm. I, I kind of left it dwindling for quite some time over the last few years yeah absolutely well thanks everyone for listening in tonight we'll have this show first week of each month so stay tuned for the next one also make sure you subscribe to the channel jump onto the facebook group holsh fidelity other than that i hope you enjoyed the show and the playlist thanks very much